We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Blue Wire. NBA Most Valuable Player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Hello and welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast and proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Indeed and BetOnline.ag. I am Ty Windish, one of your hosts. I am here, as always, with the inquisitive Rohan Kadi. Not really a positive adjective today, but just an adjective. Rohan, the inquisitive one, how's it going? I'm I'm doing all right, uh, all things considered, so... Hanging in there, as usual. Uh, I heard you have a trivia question to start us off here today. Yeah, it's kind of unfair. Um, It's just something I totally randomly saw on a basketball reference page. And I don't think there's any way you get it. And I don't really know anything about this player. But uh, I digress. The Bucks, according to this basketball reference page, hold draft rights to one player. So, And it's not one of their rookies this year, to be clear. I think they both signed already. Do you know that player? Ooh, was it in the Delhi deal? It might have been. Um, so the transactions page doesn't, for this player on Basketball Reference, doesn't actually get them all the way to the Bucks, but it does get them to the Cavs. 
so I do believe in the deli deal. I do believe it was the deli deal. This this player was drafted by the New Jersey Nets with the fifty seventh overall pick in twenty (laughs) twelve. Dealt to the Cavs, their rights dealt to the Cavs in twenty fourteen. I I do think I'm honestly impressed as hell that you had any awareness of this whatsoever. (laughs) I'm guessing you don't know the name. I can't tell you the name. 30-year-old Ilkin Karaman, who apparently is currently with Cholette, which looks like a team in France. How do you even spell that? I-L-K-A-N-K-A-R-A-M-A-N. He is a 6'9 forward. He's Turkish. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the Bucks' one draft rights player. But that's... And uh, oh, we don't wait. Oh what? no, he's. It wasn't the Delhi deal. It oh, it was, wasn't. It was the deal actually that just got uh, official. That was oh, the... that makes sense because the Cavs had to send something for the Bucks to un- unprotect the 2022 pick. Mm-hmm. So well, he's, welcome, Ilkan. Well, welcome, Ilkan. You know, <laughs> your rights are your rights are in Milwaukee now. So I guess he's one of the uh, acquisitions we can talk about. I was gonna say this was a better segue than I anticipated. We is have some at, new Bucks. Yes, to is talk he coming about. over if the Bucks have injuries and they get a designated player exception? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Ilkan Karaman, I'm very confident in saying will never come over. But two guys who did come over to the Bucks. Uh, since we last recorded two swingmen, and I first want to take a quick victory lap. I was very insistent the Bucks would find at least one good veteran wing player for the vet minimum. You were a little, little nervous, a little pessimistic. Oh, you had to see it. I'll say that you had to see it. You've since seen it. The Bucks, since we last spoke, have signed Bryn Forbes and Tory Craig, both to the vet minimum. I believe Bryn is on a one-and-one. I think Tory Craig just on a one-year deal. I mean, they might as well both be one-year deals. I don't think they Bryn Forbes will opt They player in. options. Everyone in the Bucks has a player <laughs> option. Um, Even Pat Compton, though. Yeah. I wanted to get, like, four minutes before we got to that. But but anyway, um, yeah, Pat's deal is now three years with a player option on the third year because John Horst loves player options. But I want to talk to you more importantly about Forbes and Craig. Where do you want to start? Uh, we can start with Tory Craig, considering uh, the end of our last pod had you uh, talking about how, hey, maybe the Bucks should go after Tory Craig. Yeah, yeah, um, and I feel like I've kind of, I think I was a little lower on him at first, and then the more I read and spoke to some folks, the higher I got. I really do think Tory Craig is probably the closest of anyone the Bucks acquired to being a true Wes Matthews replacement, and by that I mean a defense-first wing player who has, a, I think, a good amount of variety in who they can guard. Wes a better shooter has been at least than Tory Craig, but we all know Wes Matthews like offense was not his forte with the Bucks, right? Like he he posted up in the first game of the year for whatever I'll reason. Never forget that. Never forget that. Um, he'll, he'd hit some threes, sure, um, but I think what like around thirty six percent. Tory Craig a little worse at thirty two percent, a little younger than Wes, but certainly has that defensive acumen. I think. The way I look at it, just a very nice piece to have to make some more lineups work and just to also ensure that you give some more cover to Forbes, who we'll get to, but not a great defender, and DJ Augustine, who's also not a great defender. Yeah, it feels like in previous seasons, like I guess these last two seasons where the Bucks have really been relevant, uh, 
the Bucks have really built their roster around players who can do everything a little bit. Pat Connaughton, basically. Yep, uh, he's back. Uh, <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is they would get someone who can defend a bit, who can shoot a bit, who can, you know, pass, dribble, whatever you want to say. Um, a little bit. Now they're just like, okay, why? It's like the famous Ron uh, Ron Swanson quote. Uh, you you got to do two things. Or, yeah, you can't nope. do two things in a half effort. You got to do one thing with your full effort. So yeah. they're getting they're getting a defensive minded player in Tory Craig, and they've gotten offensive minded players uh, previously. But they just want to get players who actually have you know a set. What's the word I'm looking for here? They have a, a role or specialty. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be really nice that, like, I, I expect when you see, and I don't expect him to start, but we'll get there. When you see Tory Craig set to check in, like, I think there's going to be some really nice comfort in knowing he's going to go really try to apply cramps to the, not cramps, clamps. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a, a heating system in the finals. He's going to try to apply clamps shout out to, San Antonio. yeah, shout out San Antonio, forever those churros. But uh, he's going to really try and apply clamps to the one of the, one of, if not the best offensive player on the other end. And I think that's going to be really nice. Um, at some offensive utility for sure. I mean, he's not an unathletic guy. He can cut a bit, although we, we've seen the Bucks have, not as much of a proclivity to doing stuff like that on offense. And certainly, like, with this team, with Giannis, who I, in a video he released yesterday, I think, the jumper looks pretty nice. But we'll assume he's not a sharpshooter. Uh, Drew Holiday, not a sharpshooter, although he can shoot a bit. And Brooke Lopez, I think, just TBD. Um, I don't know how much I want to see Torrey Craig out there with all three of those guys. But when the Bucks go to the bench and like maybe especially bringing in DJ Augustine, I think I'd love to see Craig and, and Augustine paired a bit. But I'm excited to, to watch him. I think it was a very – for vet men, I think it's a great pickup. Oh, for sure. For a vet minimum, this is an amazing pickup. This is someone who really got flexed out of Denver because they had no roster spots. Yeah, and we've seen this happen before. Like Malik Beasley, who just got a huge contract despite the, the ongoing legal problems, like really wasn't playing in Denver. And then immediately it was like a 20-point-per-game score with the Wolves. And I don't expect Torrey Craig to be that good. And I think he had some bubble struggles like so many players did for a variety of reasons. But... I certainly think just like, and I've seen this already, like, oh, he played X minutes and scored X points per game in Denver. Like, who cares about this guy? First, like, they're just a stacked team that doesn't have room to play anybody. And second, like, don't look at his points per game. He's That's not his primary thing that he does. Yeah, he's not going to be a offensive op, like a go-to offensive option. No, 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 and the Bucks don't need that. The Bucks don't need that at all. They they have plenty of those and plenty of tertiary options too. I mean, if he can be a defensive stopper, there's a lot of utility in that. So let's talk about basically his inverse as a player in Bryn Forbes. Um, Bryn Forbes is just, uh, I mean, a freaking sniper. I mean, I, I'll let you let you. What what are your thoughts? But I mean, I think that's the the big number one most important takeaway with him. I was surprised that he was honestly going for a minimum. Yes. I think it was, I think the way that Woj tweeted, or whoever tweeted it out, I think it was Woj. Uh, Woj or Shams, one of the two, as always. Yeah. Um, they tweeted it out in the sense that they he gets a chance to play for a contender, uh, like on a championship level team. So I think it was, 
it was more of like a ring chasing type thing, which is still wild as a someone who covers the Milwaukee Bucks that someone's going to come ring chase. Uh, it doesn't get old, I'll tell you that. It does not get old, unlike the ring chasers. Uh, though, <laughs> though Bryn Forbes is at only 27 years old. Yeah. He's still pretty young. Uh, he's had like four years of NBA experience in San Antonio, so you can't go wrong with really the... I guess the the cliche of the pop tree, the Spurs culture system, whatever it is. Uh, but you get someone who can actually, you know, shoot. Uh, he he had his career. Uh, wow, excuse me. He had a, a career year in eighteen nineteen shooting the basketball on five attempts from three a game. He shot forty two point six percent. Last season is a weird season for everyone. He shot thirty eight point eight percent from three on six attempts per game, which is still that's still really good. That's a high volume, like high yeah, efficiency that- type uh, shooting season. If that's your bad season, that's pretty damn good. Like if 38% on six attempts per game is your bad season. And I will say... It's his worst outside his rookie year. Yeah. And and I'll say just like the Spurs in general were just much worse last year and, and had trouble getting things going as a team. Over the last three seasons, so since he became like a high minutes player, Forbes on 1,022 attempts is shooting 40.4% from deep. That's pretty um, good. It's Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. So he's definitely a shooter. Um doesn't do a ton else. I mean, he's six foot two. So for a mostly off ball player who's not a point guard, clearly like defensively, there's going to be uh, a little bit of <laughs> excuse the phrasing shortcoming there. Um, you know, pretty much like two rebounds, two assists kind of player, at least getting a full 25 minutes in San Antonio. He might get around there on the bucks, honestly, but I'm just, I'm really excited for the Bucks to have a shooter who at least is going to be like, I think more reliable to play minutes probably than Kyle Korver, both in terms of like Kyle Korver might get taken advantage of defensively. Forbes could too, but Forbes is like, you know, not 38, you know, 28 versus 38 is a huge difference. Even if he's not as prolific as Korver is from deep, I just trust like, He'll be able to play a lot more, I think, which is good. Um, he just has so many, so fewer uh, miles on him. And him coming from San Antonio, I think, is cool in a couple different ways. I think we all know, I, I said this on the pod a few times, but the Bucks want to be the Spurs really bad and kind of have that, like, fun. And the, the Bucks, I think, are more fun about it, but, like, that kind of low-key, like, workaholic culture. If you make it through four years as a spur, it's a pretty good chance like you're not going to recoil at that. I think Forbes is going to be a really good fit that way. And I think I would love, you mentioned he's 27 years old, he, he newly-ish 27, turned that in July. I would love if this could turn into a situation like Brooke Lopez where you bring the guy in on a short deal and then the fit is so good you find a way to keep them in the year or two from now. Like it, it wouldn't Pat be Connison? <laughs> like a Pat Connaughton as well. Um, the Bucks would have to use an exception. They won't be able to go over the cap to pay him anything substantial after this season, and they're not going to have cap space for sure. But that would be something I would look forward to. I just am getting a little ahead of myself there, but I do. I'm just such a firm believer that my, he's going to be yeah. a great fit. My my sort of uh, downside to Forbes is. What I've been reading, what I've been like uh, hearing from uh, like other people when they talk about Brent Forbes, is that he struggled to you know stay on the floor late in games yeah. when it was actually like crunch time because of his sort of defensive struggles. You could say you could like one thing you meant you compared him to Kyle Korver. Like Kyle Korver is like what six six? Yeah, Kyle Korver is a lot. I think he's six seven. He's a lot bigger. 
Yeah. So at least like he has that going for him more than anything else. He's big, which is like a significant part of defense. Brent yeah. Forbes is a generous six, two. Yeah. Um, this is one where I think it really helps the bucks have almost no other like bad defensive players. That's, that's the, the upside, right? DJ. Like, Augustine. Well, yeah, but I I think it's it would be. I, I have to. I keep catching myself. I yeah, have to you're say gonna Augustine have to. We're Wilson. gonna have to say Augustine. Yeah, there's there's another DJ we're gonna talk about in this podcast. Actually, um, that's the other one now. And I think really, I don't know if this will happen because Bud likes to Bud. But those are two guys I would not play together much at all. But now that we've introduced the new guys, and I was probably a little unfair to Corver before, but I think here here's before you move on. I yeah. think that's the bench. That's the bench backcourt, though, right? Uh, let's talk about starters, because I don't think so. Okay. I think it makes a lot more sense, both for the team and really, I think, for the players, where if you're going to do like sets of, of backcourt mates, I think Bryn Forbes is a be- better fit with the starters, because the starting... F- like the core four, as I've referred to them, it's like four plus-plus defenders. I mean... Chris Middleton, probably the worst defender in that group, which means it's a pretty damn good group defensively. So I think they'll have no problem covering for Forbes. And I think with all of Drew, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez out there, the extra spacing he provides will more than make up for having to cover for him. Then I think you look at DJ Augustine and Dante DiVincenzo as like the the bench mob guard duo. I think they'll play pretty well together. Like I think DJ, uh, I, I was gonna say DJ Wilson. I think DJ Augustine is a good enough of like a dribbler and play starter to kind of keep the the wheels greased. Not instead of just having Dante out there as the main bench executor, Dante will get to play off ball a little bit more. And of course, like Dante can always pick up the harder defensive guard assignment, and DJ Augustine can get the easier one. So that's why after looking at DJ Augustine as a starter, kind of for the same reasons. Now that Forbes is in the mix, I actually think he would be the best fit as a nominal starter, even if, like you mentioned, he doesn't actually finish games on the floor. See, now you got me thinking, Ty. Okay. Because on the last episode, I was I was kind of firm about saying Dante should be the starter. Yeah. I still feel like that's the case. However, okay. you are convincing me based on what a bench defensive backcourt would look like. And yeah. in, in previous years, uh, I guess you went from Eric Bledsoe, who's all defensive, to George Hill as your backup point guard, and then you had like you had Dante off the bench too as the two, so like two good defenders as your backup uh, backcourt. You're you're if you start Dante, you're going Augustine Forbes. Well, I mean, you can. Here's how you can get away with it, right? Like, I don't think you what, have staggering? to rule out. Yeah, you, I know, I know, I know. You're gonna laugh. You're gonna laugh. Uh, but I listen. Staggering I know. would solve a lot of problems. <laughs> it would, and that's not that. Like, that's if they start Dante, you can't go with the traditional bench mile lineups. Like, you have to do it like Toronto used to do, and that. Lowry would always play with all bench lineups and that's how they would stagger it out and and kind of kind of a similar-ish problem like you would need one of Dante or Drew to be play with Forbes and then one to play with DJ it would be it would be a little tricky to make it work um and listen I, I'm sure some people would say it's not really fair if Forbes gets the nod over Dante just because he's worse defensively that's not really why I give him the nod though I just think 
with so many offensive playmakers on the floor at once in that starting five, I don't know how much there's going to be for Dante to do with Drew Middleton and Giannis out there. And granted, I still think you maybe close games with him just because he's such an impact player on defense and he'll find stuff to do on offense. But I think starting five, Forbes just opens up a lot of spacing. I mean, remember all those Kyle Korver Giannis sets that like just terrorize teams. You'd have that off on the wing at like really any time with any of the players just to open up space and, and keep defenses honest. I don't know. I, I I really like the idea of having that 40% knockdown shooter out there with Giannis to open games. I just think it really it doesn't allow defenses to get comfortable at any point. Yeah, that's fair. I guess your only other option is Pat Connison. <laughs> I mean, Tory Craig. I, I don't love that either. I, I, I just don't get it. Like, I just don't think there's a need for his skill set in that group of players. No, not really. And uh, like the Tory Craig, Drew Holiday, as great as they are defensively. Him at the two, that's not great. Yeah, I, like again, like it's like I asked, what is Dante going to do? I don't know what the hell Tory Craig is going to do at <laughs> on offense in those groups. Like just cut, I guess he's going to get ignored. Um, I, I think the realistic options are Forbes. I don't know if Augustine really makes that much sense anymore really. now that Forbes is there. Like Forbes provides all the positives really that Augustine would in that group and you can keep Augustine as your bench guard. Yeah, I don't know. They're going to have to figure some things out for sure. If you do all bench lineups though, I do like Dante and, and DJ Augustine a lot better than Forbes and DJ Augustine. Yeah. Yeah. This makes me wonder if throughout the season we see a trade to balance it out a little bit. I a don't I don't bit. know who would go though. There's not really any options. The Bucks are now officially top heavy. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, they've settled on all these guards this offseason. Yeah. No, like, I'm saying there's no, like, tradable salaries. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, Pat. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Also, if, we, if, if you guys were wondering, the Bogdanovich signed his offer. Like, the Kings did not match it, so he's going to be yep. an Atlanta Hawk. It's over. Stop talking about it. Um, actually, this is the best possible outcome for us. Because then they can trade for him at the deadline. No, <laughs> but we would have gotten a lot of questions about when they will trade for him at the deadline if he was a king still. They could still the trade for him if he's a hawk. Yeah, the Hawks won't. Rohan, no, please, <laughs> please, please. My long nightmare is over. Uh, or is it just beginning? Uh, probably both. 30 days till um, he could be traded, Ty. Oh, goodness gracious. Anyway, speaking of, we talked about Dante a bit. Um, and go get Kevin both, Herter. I would, yeah, that'd be fine. It's tall Bryn Forbes. Uh, he actually has some playmaking chops. I, we're yeah. not going to get Herter. Collins is going to be available. Speaking of Collins, actually, before I do this, speaking of kind of offense first slash only big forwards, any thought to Bobby Portis being the starter or no? The fifth starter, to be clear. So, where would he start? The four, I guess. The three so slash four. You'd be huge. That would be, honestly, I was honestly thinking about that a little bit. If you if you go full massive lineup and just get, what is it, Drew, Chris, Giannis, 
Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez. You're mashing teams. Like, I, I don't want it to start. I would like to see it sometimes. Like, Drew is 6'3", right? He'd be your yes. shortest player. Your next shortest player is 6'7". Yeah. Chris Middleton. And then your next shortest is, what, three guys who are about 6'11"? Yeah, 6'10", Bobby Portis, 6'11", uh, Giannis, 7-foot, Brooke Lopez. You know what the funny thing is? I think it actually kind of works as a lineup. It does. Like, Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez, assuming they're both, like, at least league average shooters, like... There might be something there. I'll I'll never forget that Utah game in the eighteen nineteen yep. season. Yeah. See, there's. How about that Denver game, like early in the bubble when they had like bull bull at the one. I, I Jokic at the one, bull bull at the amazing. two. Those. That was, I, I, some, that was some of the best basketball I've ever watched. Someday the NBA, like every team, is just going to be like fifteen seven footers who can do it. like fifteen Chet Holmgrens. I'm obsessed with Chet Holmgren. Sure. Do you know who Chet Holmgren? No, is? I don't. <laughs> He's like a seven foot, like eighteen year old from Minnesota who was like can do everything. Hold up, it's nuts. Google Chet Holmgren. Um, I think I'm getting his name right. Yeah, but I mentioned Dante before. There's a tweet Dante, and I'm glad you talked about Bogdan too. So I'm glad that that you talked about this. Then I want to actually I'm going to ask you about this tweet after the break because this might be an extended conversation, and I'm very excited to oh, have boy. it. Oh boy. Um, this, this tweet and. That it reshaped my whole worldview, just like 2020 reshaped how we work, folks. And 2020 is almost over. Thank goodness. Uh, businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient now, which means every hire is critical. And you know what? Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites out there, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job. This means Indeed is the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. visiting Indeed each month, according to Comscore, total visits. So, it's clear Indeed can help you get the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. And right now, Indeed is offering Eurostep listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere don't even bother looking at these other websites just go right now to indeed.com slash blue wire that offer is only valid through december 31st so get moving although terms and conditions do apply everyone folks you all know the wait is over football is all the way back and even if you're not at a game this year you can still be in on the action at bet online bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else you can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins divisions and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. But don't forget to use the best promo code on the earth, Blue Wire, at BetOnline.ag. That's Blue Wire, all one word. 
Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Ty, you want to know some fun, uh, fun free agency rumors? Sure. Uh, could be related to the Bucks. You know who liked? Uh, you know who liked an Instagram post of, that they showed a Drew a Drew Holiday highlight video. Now that the trade's official, who? Thonmaker. Oh, the Bucks love that 15th spot open. You never I don't know. know if they can afford to use they it. They can't. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, also, so did we ever talk that. about how they're actually in the luxury tax? No, that's a good thing. Yeah, I don't think that's ever been brought up. No, um, you know, you know the funniest part. What? It's because of freaking Pat Connaughton. Yeah. If Pat got, if Pat was a vet man, they're not in it, are they? I don't think. Uh, I don't believe so. It's closer, at least. Like it, it, that's that's funny to me that Pat might be the line. Like they skimmed a little bit off the top of DJ Augustine's. Oh, actually, are they in the luxury tax? I thought. I don't know. You teed me up. I don't know if they are. Well, I, I don't have the numbers up. In no, front they're of me. not. Oh, awesome! Well, so much cool. for that. That's why no one's brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, they haven't signed Sam Merrill's contract yet, uh, and uh, oh no, they they are going to be in there. Yeah, I, I thought they were going to be just barely in it. Yeah, I think so. Which actually, they might end up trying to duck out of it, just because you, then you kick the repeater tax a year down the road. Yeah, that's you can only kick the repeater tax so much down the road, year after year after year. No, I know. But yeah, it's it is what it is. Um, it's not great, but you get at least charged for not having a complete roster. Yeah, there's a there's a nine hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, because otherwise, like they don't want teams just like being able to sign a bunch of players to go. Like they try to stop you from artificially going way over the cap. Fair. So that way, like you don't have like you'll never have a zero dollar team salary. It's literally impossible between cap holds, the roster charges, yada yada yada. Um, fun cap nerd stuff yeah. there. Maybe so about the maker maybe incoming. Yeah, like halfway through the year, if he's still unsigned, when the Bucks can can sign him to stay under the. Actually, wait, no, they don't. They could wait. They, they could, could sign someone sign right big... now, right? No. Why not? Believe. Because it would take them over the apron. Uh, they're not that close to the apron. If they're if they're just close to the tax, they can't be that close to the apron. I swear they they're not allowed to sign anyone. Because I they're... thought that was only if they did the Bogdan thing. No, I don't believe so. Oh, I don't know. I haven't looked at it recently. <laughs> we should know this. No, but, but you uh, can sign him later because the salary, if you sign them it's, later, yeah, it's prorated. prorated. Yeah. So if that's below the apron, then they could sign them. And it'll save money either way. So. Yep. Um, Don Baker may be incoming. <sighs> the tweet I teed up before. Yes. This absolute disastrous <laughs> walkthrough. The potential salary, luxury, whatever. So... Kurt Leidinger, at Kurt Leidinger, November 20th, tweets, at DiVincenzo, this is Dante DiVincenzo's Twitter handle, you're going to be better than BB, could be Bill Belichick, I would guess Bogdan Bogdanovich, the next four years anyway, happy you are back, Dante, this would just be a good tweet that I would click like on, like I just did in real time, but it's more than that, because another person who clicked like on this here tweet at DiVincenzo, Dante DiVincenzo. What are your thoughts on Dante DiVincenzo liking a tweet that says he's going to be better than Bogdan Bogdanovich over the next four years? You know what? 
I'm, I'm all up. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, as you said um, earlier. Yeah. Why would you not? There's I just, love it. Like, I, I was going to miss Dante if he got traded to the Kings, but he didn't get traded to the Kings. No one did. Um, it's weird situation still. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's going to be a hawk, people. Forget about him until he's a buck. And Unless you're saying how much better Dante has been this season, which, listen, do I expect Dante to have a better overall season this year? I do not. Dante got more mentions in Zach Lowe's sixth man of the year column. And Dante got more all defensive votes last year than Bogdan Bogdanovich. He did. I think he got defense three. wins championships tie. Defense wins championships. Listen, if I think that it, this is what it's looking like to me, Dante Divincenzo, instead of, and I know there was a, a slight concern, I don't think he's better at the Bucks. I think he's using this whole thing as motivation. Maybe he will be better than Bogdan Bogdanovich over the next four he years. He might. He might. He and has listen, the potential. I wouldn't bet on it, but I wouldn't bet against it. I just wouldn't bet. Yeah. Unless I'm using bet online. Yeah, you got to use bet online to bet. Um, but I, I do, I want to talk about the rotation at large a little bit and not like a whole blocked out 48 minute plan. But I'm just interested in like looking at how this works. One player in particular, and I, I was talking to Rohan about this before we started recording. I think we're going to see some DJ Wilson. Probably more than last year. Probably more in line with 18-19 DJ Wilson usage. Just because the Bucks don't have a lot of big guys. And with no Ursan, probably. Um, <laughs> you never know. Um, no Ursan. No, obviously no Nikola Mirotic. No Robin Lopez. No Marvin Williams, unfortunately. They kind of need someone to be that backup for. And Bobby Portis can play there. But... Like, I just think you're going to see time when neither Giannis nor Brooke is on the court, especially in the regular season. These these are the Bucks after all. And then Portis will be the five for sure. Someone has to play the four, though, and I Chris don't Middleton. really know. I guess, yeah. I mean, Chris I, at the I don't... four is insane. Do you want Chris doing that all year, though, depending on who he's guarding? For, like, spot minutes, yeah. That's, I don't think... Like, I don't think you use DJ necessarily, DJ Wilson necessarily, like, repeatedly in every game, but especially against bigger teams. I think you almost have to play him. Like, I don't really want to throw Tory Craig on bigger for, I mean, he can do it a bit, but he's like 6'7, I think. Yeah. Craig is 6'7, I believe. Yeah. So, I, I guess, like, I agree with you. I think DJ is going to see an expanded role compared to last season. Last season was just weird, uh, just didn't play at all. But, I think Robin Lopez just absolutely murked his usage. And Robin Lopez didn't play either. Yeah, I mean that's that really I mean it's again, it's it's that's why I'm not I wanna stress I'm not like freaking out about this. Like it's not it's not a huge deal and in important games they can absolutely excise him entirely. But I, I do think we're gonna see more than the nine point eight minutes per game over thirty seven games we saw last season. Oh, for sure. I think we're gonna see a bigger role. And who knows? Maybe maybe this incentivizes teams to trade for him at the trade deadline. Who knows? Looking or at maybe he finally hits a stride. Yes. True DJ Wilson believers out there. This is your moment. This is it. Listen, 2018-19, 22-year-old DJ Wilson plays 48 games, career high, eighteen over 18 minutes a game, which still stuns me to this day, also a career high. Shot 41.4% from the field. You talk about a guy who loves the Bucks in Milwaukee. He shot 414, Rohan. I mean, how can you not okay, give this guy that's a chance? Pretty cool. 
That is very. I'll always, I'll always look for that on uh, on shooting splits. But five point eight points, four point six rebounds, one point one assists actually per game. Nick, not an awful season. Thirty six percent from three. That regressed this last season, but again, like he barely played. I don't know. I I think at least I would like to see him get. I don't know. I said we said this all last year too, but. Now that it seems like there's really going to be a role, I'd like to at least see him get like a couple games where he gets like 18 minutes. Like let him really play for a bit and let's see what is there. Especially because there's going to be no herd. Yeah, yeah, there's not going to be anywhere to send him down to um, at all. I I don't know. I'm I'm actually I'm kind of interested. Me in too. The DJ because Wilson we've always experience. okay. Now you now you're convincing me. So we've always sort of after after the 1819 season. Where he sort of he showed flashes in that December to February sort of range, yeah. if I remember correctly, uh, he showed flashes like he was doing things on defense. He was actually shooting the ball pretty well, and then it just all fell off a cliff, and then he was out of the rotation. But let's let's not focus on that. Maybe he can tap into that potential a little bit. He's going to be he's what twenty four now. Yeah, he's still very very young. So he's still got time. He's going to be is he. This is the last year, and then he's a restricted free Yeah, this is his last year before he hits free agency. So certainly big contract year potential here. Yes. So he has big-time motivation to perform well this season. So if he gets an opportunity, I think he'll make the most of it. So who knows? It could be, it could be, a, good, it could be a good year for DJ. And I guess you're kind of talking me in, into it in the sense that they don't really have that Urson Marvin Williams player anymore. No. So who's the next closest thing besides Bobby Portis? It's DJ. And I don't mind it. Like, I don't mind him getting... This is, like, speaks to a larger theme for the season. Like, let's try some stuff for real this time. Like, let's play DJ Wilson and just see what happens. Like, I want to see a month. And maybe not the first month because you kind of got to get, like, some stuff together and figure it out with the new players. But... Like, especially, like, a dog days month, like, to the second-to-last month of the regular season, right, when you're probably pretty baked into your general seeding and whatever. And it's not like – I mean, I, I, that stuff kind of matters now in the East. The bottom's a little better than it was, but it's not the most important thing for sure. Um, like, let DJ play t- maybe 20 minutes a game, every game in a row for a month, and see what happens. Like, I just don't think it's really realistic to expect guys to, like – Especially if you look at a quote-unquote stretch four, five, slash, like DJ. You can just look so bad if you're, like, cold shooting. And it's easy to be a cold shooter if you don't, you're don't you not in rhythm, you're not playing a lot. You can just look terrible, and like DJ did last year, no offense to him, shooting 24% from deep on two attempts per game in less than 10 minutes in less than half of the games. It's just really hard. So I would like to see him get a chance. And again, I think unless there is another move coming, which I wouldn't expect at least until around the halfway point, I think there's no choice. So that'll be interesting. What What's really interesting about that, though, that would be the 11th guy if you're talking Drew, Chris, Giannis, Brooke, Bryn Forbes, DJ Augustine, Dante DiVincenzo, Pat Connaughton, Torrey Craig. I think last week we were saying who's going to be playing. They don't have enough guys. Now we're almost coming to the point where it's like, how do you decide who plays every night? Like, yeah. how are you how are you approaching like this this bench group? Like, how do you think this is gonna work? I'm not really sure, especially when you consider their two wave guys as well. Yeah, Jalen Adams and Mamadi oh, Diakite. Thank you. Yes, that's actually that's the the other big guy in the roster now. Yeah, so maybe he plays over DJ. Who knows? Uh, but <sighs> I've I think, seen crazier. 
<laughs> who knows? But yeah, it is sign it is sort of like a big turnaround. I think I think what was getting me was the sense that a, there was a lot of roster turnover, and that sort of makes me think, oh, it's a you know, it's a little thin. Now I now I'm starting to think, okay, this might actually work a little bit in the sense that you got your backup guard in at least DJ Augustine. Who knows if it's going to be Forbes or Dante, who's going to be coming off the bench, starters, who who knows at this point. Then you got Pat, you've got Bobby Portis, you've got DJ. I just, and you have, you have three stars playing an insane amount of minutes per game, hopefully at least 30, right? That's, that's not a lot to ask for, right? I I think we, I I would imagine unless, I would yeah I think that's I think that's really reasonable. Yeah, especially can you you want to figure out how these players work together because you yeah. haven't used them before. In that sense they haven't all played together, so you need to sort of figure it out on the fly, right? You don't have like years of experience in the sense like oh how do Bledsoe, Giannis and Chris fit together. Now it's okay, how did Drew, Chris and Giannis actually play together on the floor and Brooke? How did they play together? You you got to figure that out. So it's, that only comes through playing time. So maybe this bench isn't going to be that big of an issue, but I still think I still think they have a good bench. I did. I I forgot to mention Tory Gregg as well. Yeah, yeah. I think they have a good bench as well. I think the key is going to be figuring out the the pairings that work. And I think off the bat, like and you got to get your rookies in there too. Yeah, that's it. I don't. I don't know how much they're going to play. I think they play a bit, considering that you need to get some development going. Otherwise, it's, why draft them? Especially in the regular season. Well, they needed affordable roster spots as why draft fair. them. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, like, we don't have a lot of evidence on like rookies getting acclimated because there's only been one in the last two years basically and and it was one the bucks happened to really really like and dante DiVincenzo. and, and, I, and he I got hurt and he got hurt year one and, and stopped playing um and they really force fed him year two and it really worked out um but i just like i i think you're gonna see them in rest games only because again like you have five starters and then six bench guys already and that's counting DJ Wilson, but still, like that's a lot of players. I'm gonna get so upset at Pat's contract even more when he's not playing. I think Pat's gonna play. You know, one thing I've actually was thinking of while we're talking. You know, he could actually soak up some minutes at the four too. Pat? Yeah. How small are you going? Do you know how many rebounds Pat pulled in per 36 minutes last year? Per 36? I'm gonna guess like five. 8.2. Okay. Okay. About the same as Marvin Williams. He's he's not as good at defending big wings or anybody for sure. It's not as good as Marvin Williams. No. It's less at rebounding. He is. Like Pat nearly rebounds as much as he scores, which I mean kind of says a lot about how he scores, but um Sterling actually pulled in more at eight point six. Sterling is Sterling's gonna be like a, a strictly center. Well, miss you, in Sterling. Have have a great have a great career in Houston. Stretch five now, baby. Except without the stretch. <laughs> um, but Pat can at least rebound. I mean, he's he's athletic. He's pretty strong. Like I think if you're playing teams did that you know he played baseball, I did. I think I actually heard that once. That's interesting. Um, Robin Lopez six rebounds per thirty six. By the way, looking at rebounds per thirty six is hilarious and fun. Pat comes in right between Marv and Dragon Bender, uh, who is seven oh, feet I miss tall, Dragon but Bender. barely played. Bring him back instead of Bond. 
Yeah, I would I would much rather see that happen, <laughs> uh, for sure. But we, I wouldn't shock me to see some like like we're definitely gonna see groups of the three wings. Like by by no means before when I said they're gonna need a, a another forward. Like I definitely think we're gonna see times when the bench mob is like DJ Augustine, Dante Divincenzo, Pat Connaughton, Tory Craig, and like one of Brook Giannis or Bobby Port. Like I think we'll see that lineup for sure, and it'll, it'll be fine a lot of the time. I just. I do think you need that option of another big guy after Giannis and Brooke, especially if one of them is sitting out a game or whatever. And that's where you might even see the Namadi? Mamadi. Mamadi. Diakite. Diakite. He might be active for some of those games. Like we would see guys get called up who didn't play on the Bucks from the herd last year, the two ways. I think you're definitely going to see Diakite being active in games, even if he doesn't actually play, like if Giannis sits out a game or if Brooke does, just because if that happens, you're just, they're low on big guys again. And that's just, that's what happens when you're a top heavy roster and you obviously you want to prioritize wing players with this core, but it's going to be interesting to see like how DJ Wilson plays, etc. See, um, uh, the more that I think about this now, I think this roster is actually more flexible than last year. Yeah. I think that's fair. I, I think but uh, what you're saying, sorry, not to interrupt, but in the no, sense go ahead, that go ahead. you're, you just talked about how they can go super small, play pad at the four, right? Yeah. We talked about the starters about, Hey, if you throw Bobby Portis in there and go massive, that's yeah. the same roster. No. Yeah. I, I think they have a lot of options and I really hope that bud gets weird this year. You can actually um, match up against opponents very easily. Like they have a lot of options. I mean, I still think Bryn is is probably the best starter in most circumstances, but like if for whatever reason you really wanted to go defense heavy, I mean you can throw Tory Craig out there, and you can throw Dante out there for a nice mix. You could throw DJ Augustine out there for some more. Wilson, assume that's oh okay, (laughs) not the one I was expecting. Um, I I I forgot about Augustine. I did it. Um, but no, yeah, they, they have a lot of options now and it's going to be super interesting to see how it all works. I would not project much playing time for either of the second round picks just because there are so many guys. Um, but and we're forgetting about the NASA's. Yeah. He's, uh, he no. only plays against the Nuggets though. <laughs> Nuggets killer to NASA's <laughs> <instead of Kupo. laughs> uh, Is that, is that wrong? He is a Nuggets killer. It's Jokic is Jokic wakes up sweating like the old was that paul george commercial was that it which you know what i'm talking about it was like a commercial where like a guy like is getting clamped by someone and like wake up like from like a nightmare like sweating i think it's like a gatorade commercial oh no the only gatorade paul george commercial we recognize is game time Uh, game time (laughs) yeah i call game um oh pg um game. He's like never hit a game winner nope. or whatever. He's like, oh, for what? <laughs> Poor PG. Um, but no, yeah, there's, uh, outside of Tenasis, there's, there's some really good options. It's. And I'm, I say that, like, obviously a little bit as a joke, but who knows? Yeah. You know? Like, Tenasis could actually be decent. I mean, that's, I, I, that's a leap. Admittedly, but... <laughs> like, admittedly, he is, he would be another one of those, like, we need a four slash five. Yeah, he'd, he'd probably play over Diakite, quite honestly. Yeah. I think at that point, even a, a person as enduringly positive and optimistic and self-assured as Tenasis 
Tanasis knows Tanasis is really good. Um, <laughs> at that point, like if the two way guy is is coming in, oh, you got to even he has to be like, what am I really really doing here? I mean, what am I really? Let's not let's not say. This. <laughs> yeah, no, but I do think speaking to flexibility, that is one area where like switching out Robin Lopez for Bobby Portis is kind of nice because I think. You could go with maybe a, four, a little he's bit a four more. or five. Yeah, like a little bit more. I mean, Robin is was actually becoming like a pretty credible shooter, but I just think defensively it's pretty hard to make him and Brooke work together if, if there's any sort of mobility. Bobby Portis will keep up with some guys at least. Yeah. No, he, he definitely will. He's definitely faster than either of the low pie. So Yeah, which a low bar. Yeah. But <laughs> it's an improvement. <laughs> it is. It is. I think the athleticism is big because that's one thing that cropped up a lot especially like in the playoffs in the bubble the Bucks just were not a very athletic team and I think now between they had Giannis and uh, Bledsoe as their athletes on the court and Dante and Pat I guess but yeah and all of those guys are still there but now like Drew instead of Bledsoe yeah that that might be a little bit of a that might even be like a slightly less athletic but I think bench wise having Craig and, and Forbes if he's on the bench I think it's yeah I think it's less athletic but more athletic in terms of it actually mattering yeah more playable athleticism mm. i say that like he's two inches taller than Bledsoe, but who knows that could make a lot of difference yeah and i think portis is just a lot more mobile than most oh, of the bigs sure. they've had to for play sure. with Tory Craig, like you were saying great versatility defensively and just athletic you just you're just getting dynamism and they're younger yep can play them more I do wonder how many more big shakeups we'll see, right? Like with this roster, yeah. Like this not this, no, not this season. Like, uh, and, oh, I guess we haven't really. Bam Adebayo signed his extension today, or at least is planning to, or expected to, which takes. I think the he heat. did sign it. He did. I think he did officially. Yeah, there's media yeah. and stuff. Okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, which takes away the cap space for them to, for the Heat to go after Giannis next or this coming off season, um, and of course. Bam Adebayo and Giannis share an agent, Alex Sartesis. Sartesis. Sartesis, thank you. Um, please still come on Eurostep, Giannis. Um, which is leading a lot of people in feeling better about Giannis' own extension and thinking, like, Bam might have some idea. Of course, Bam didn't like said he didn't know about it because not really his thing to talk about. Um, but assuming that Bam did extend because of that and Giannis is re-signing, I, like I just I look at this and I kind of go, how many more big tweaks are coming? Like they have some resources, not a ton, but the other part of it is like they're not ancient anymore and they're pretty dang good. Yeah. No, they're they're definitely they're definitely not ancient anymore. I don't I haven't done the math on if they're how old they are compared to the rest of the league. Uh, yeah, they're definitely I, younger than last year. Yeah, just 100%. switching out Corver does that. <laughs> Corver, Lopez, uh, yeah, Robin Lopez, Wes yeah. Matthews. Yep. Getting those guys out of there. George Hill. George Hill, yep, as well. And just you're you're just getting younger, which is like you were saying, more athleticism. Um uh, also a quick note on the BAM thing. The Giannis is quickly becoming the Bucks uh or their version of Bogdanovich. The Heats? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, because have you seen the have you seen the tweets about like oh man like Bam signing signing his extension only means that Giannis is going to come here more. 
Oh yeah, yeah. They're they're getting a little they're getting a little kooky over there in mm-hmm. Miami. Um, Don't well, worry, the, the offer the, the offer sheet is still like the, he's still going to come to Milwaukee. <laughs> the, that's okay. The Raptors folks are saying that Bam signed it because Giannis went to Bam and said, "I'm not coming to Miami, but I'm still going to go somewhere else." Mm-hmm. The For mental sure. gymnastics out here are just outrageous. I want to throw one more thing on you before we wrap up. Okay. Via, I believe actually our friends, yeah, via our friends at Bet Online. I have odds on the Bucks' win total. So I have the expected win total. So what they gave for over under basically this year. And keep in mind, 72 game season. Yeah, so I saw these numbers, I think. And it's I really got, hard I to got contextualize. really thrown off. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, wait, how many games? Uh, yeah, it seems like easy money. Like the Lakers are at 47 and a half. And it's like, oh my God, the Lakers are at least going to win like 50, 55 games. And you go, oh, well, maybe not in a 72 no, game season. It's like, yeah. oh, 80, uh, 72 game season. So the Bucks, Bucks have the highest win total. Via this, I think this email came today. It did from Bet Online, so that actually surprised me. Like the Lakers, I think got better too, and they're the reigning champions. They're in the West. Fair. Um, East is a little better, but fair. Um, but the Bucks over under leading the NBA fifty and a half, a full 50. three wins higher, fifty and a half. So I'm gonna put you on the spot. You can tell me what you think about it, but you got to give me an over or under here. I'm gonna go over. It's the Bucks. <laughs> So at least they're fifty-one One. and twenty-one. Yep. Right. That's mm-hmm. math. Yep. That, that doesn't seem. That seems pretty fine. That doesn't seem crazy. That doesn't seem out of the picture, especially because no, I mean, we know how this roster sort of handles the regular season. I mean, they at were least this core. A worse group two years ago won sixty, and they were sixty and twenty-two, which I think is even a better winning. And last year they were fifty-six and seventeen. How many games did they play last year? Seventy-three. Yeah, sounds right. So they won fifty-six in a similar amount of games last year, and I think they're clearly better. They have more stuff to figure out. Mm-hmm. I don't even. I think people are saying they're more top-heavy. I don't think they're actually more top-heavy. I think it's the names. I think their middle depth maybe got like basically like just George Hill. Like they don't have George Hill anymore. But I think I think it was more Wes Matthews than George Hill. That's that's fair, I suppose. Like, do you switch out Wes Matthews and George Hill for DJ Augustine and question? Yeah, mark. some yeah, like combo of Bryn Forbes and and Tory Craig. Yeah, a, a little bit worse in the middle, I'd say. But if Dante gets a little better, he could make up for a lot of that. I think I think the concern comes from that they have no definitive fifth starter. Yeah, which. I don't know. I mean, like, didn't the Lakers start, like, JaVale McGee all year? Yeah, and then they started Dwight. Yeah, and then, like, after that, didn't they end up finally starting small? And it, it's... I think they started small against the Rockets when both uh, McGee and Howard were injured. Yeah. But it's, I, I just mean, to use them as an example, like, like I, I just, I feel like there's a lot of, like, pearl clutching as if every team has five freaking all-stars starting, right? Like, they don't. Like, there's always the one guy who's like, oh, okay. Like, that's that's how the NBA salary cap math works. Boston Celtics start Daniel Tice. Like, not every starter is going to be uh, a starter. They're not going to start Daniel Tice anymore. Well, no, he's, yeah, but, I mean, they did last year when they were a good team. Yeah, Tristan Thompson. Is Daniel Tice still on the Celtics? I was kind of thinking about that. He has to be, right? I right? haven't heard anything about him. I feel like he is. I think he has to be. He hasn't signed anywhere. Is he a free agent? No, they guaranteed his contract. Okay, cool. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's got five million coming. They uh, they kept him around. Cool. Uh, I, Tristan Thompson setting those illegal seals is going to be amazing. Yeah, he's good. Those he's are such, a good such illegal screens. Well, I don't know if TT will do all that. Eh, I, mean, I, I don't know. It, that is kind of the thing. Kemba needs that help. I'm yeah. going to say over as well. Over. And I, I, I wouldn't even hate if they were under slightly. I, I would not honestly, hate it one bit. Is it bad that I'm rooting for them to win less games during the regular season? Is that bad? I, I don't. I'm not rooting for them to win less. But if they prioritize the things we've harped on, like learning more about the roster, figuring out combinations that work, if like you trying try more things. schemes, try, try new schemes, try things. Like I, I, I'm not rooting for them to win less because I think they could still do that and win a lot of games. But I don't care if they win less, so I think I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah. I guess I should say that I'm not like actively wanting them to win less games. It's more like if you win less, that's fine because yeah. we've we've seen that winning more does not equal championships. Exactly. Season. Exactly. But it's according to this, they still have a pretty good chance of winning the East. The next team below them. In the East, at least, is Ooh, Boston wait. at forty-five and a half? Oh, you're okay. gonna guess? I was gonna guess. Is third is third Brooklyn? Third is Miami. Uh, they actually. So caveat: they didn't. They Brooklyn's off book. Oh, that makes sense. Yep. I guess like with every like I think because of the Harden stuff, they had like eight different scenarios listed at the top. Um. Oh yeah. So Nets win total with Harden is actually only the same as Boston forty-five and a half, and without Harden is forty-three and a half. Okay. Which that's kind of that's pretty surprising. Like I feel like it's gonna take time. It's a new team. Well, yeah, but I just think like for gambling wise, it would just make sense to put the the Kyrie Harden Durant team really high. That's a potentially really scary team, by the way. Even without Harden, potentially really scary team. Yeah, you got Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant. Well, even without him, I mean, oh, even okay. with just even with like the one we're expecting. I mean, any just KD team is with so K- good. yeah, any team yeah, with KD, KD is, is so scary. <laughs> So he hasn't played in a while, but I think he's still going to be able. He's been shooting for a long time still. So did you the see? Sixers, a, did you see the uh, video of him like in the background of a Drake music video, just putting up bricks? No, I didn't. That's <laughs> hilarious. What what music video? I think it was like newly shooting or something. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, well, maybe just, he stinks now. He's in the background. And he's just putting up bricks. <laughs> that's good news for us. Nah, I'm um, rooting for Katie. Yeah, like to lose in the conference finals. Yeah, but to be a good yeah. player. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. Be a good player, but lose in the conference finals. Or a that second round. I think our foes in the East have some legitimate gripes about these numbers. Why do you say that? Miami either tied for third or solidly fourth after winning the conference at 43 and a half. It's not awful. I mean, they, they're a little bit of an older roster. They kind of captured some magic in the bubble. I get it. They won like... They didn't even win 50 games last year, right? I know. I know. But again, you win the East, I feel like it bump up the numbers. Here's the one that I think is crazy. (laughs) Well, they mostly are. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Philly at 42.5 is nuts. Philly's going to stink again. Nah, I'm smashing the over. I'm smashing the over. That roster, like, it's so funny. I I know Philly Twitter's been all over this, but it took Daryl Morey, like, three days to get them the exact roster they needed, and it didn't cost that much to do it. Like, they have real shooters now. Like, they added two of the best shooters in the league. Who? And I just think, like, what? Who? 
Seth Curry okay, and um, oh, they just got somebody else too. They traded for somebody else. Now I'm forgetting and I'm upset at myself. But I know they got Seth Curry, who's like top three, I think, yeah. the last few years. Um, but I'll Google who else they got. Um, Dwight? <laughs> that's They did get Dwight. That's not the shooter I was thinking of, um, to put it mildly. Uh, neither was Tony Bradley. I can't find a good list of their acquisitions right now. Oh, Danny Green. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, actually, I'm kind of low on, but he's still he, in the regular season at least. He's been a, a very good shooter, so they have a much better roster now. To me, 42 and a half, even in that short season, just feels very low. And the Raptors at 41 and a half is kind of tough. I, I realize they lost their good big men, but they kept their most of their roster. Defensive anchor big men. Well, I mean, they still have OG and Obi. Okay, cool. They're he's not Marcus All or Serge Ibaka. No. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm a little lower did you, on those Did you guys see what first takes uh, projected lineup for the Sixers is? Wasn't it like it was Ben Simmons, Dwight Danny at the Green, floor? Tobias Harris, Dwight Howard, and Bede. Is that is that real? Because I saw the graphic and I assumed it was like fake. I think it's real. That's terrible. <laughs> That's absolutely awful. Like, why? Why would they think that? <laughs> why would you start Dwight Howard with Embiid and Ben Simmons and oh? I hope That's they a, start that. I would be hilarious. Mike D'Antoni or Mike D'Antoni. Wow, Doc Rivers <laughs> uh, running that team. Oh, I man. don't think he's that bad at coaching. <laughs> oh man, I, I think overall these over unders are pretty good. I I'm, I would pound the over the over on Philly, uh, maybe Toronto. I don't know. I I do think eventually the whole everyone is low on them is going to be proven right about the Raptors. Like I do feel like they've kind of danced around some issues the last few years. And probably it's going to catch up to them. I, it probably is. Um, the sun's a little low at 37 and a half. I feel like the suns are going to be pretty damn good. Yeah. CP and Booker and Aiton and they could just got uh Crowder. Who's on yeah, it's a good MLE pickup. Uh, who else did they get? I don't think it was like I don't think they made too many splashy acquisitions. I, I think mostly besides Chris it was. Paul. Yeah, I think Chris Paul was a good one for them. Um, I'm fine with Drew though. Yes, no, Drew Holiday was unexpected. Yeah, um, unexpected in, in a very good way. Uh-huh. Six thirty pods. <sighs> good times, good times. Good that times. Just All of de- less just than a week delirious ago. joy. Was it? That was not less than one week. Was it really? Yeah. It was. I know it was exactly a week ago. Yeah, it was exact. It was exactly a week ago. Oh my goodness, what a time to be alive! <laughs> the end. We almost this didn't is, make we, it. We, we, we almost didn't make this, it through. Yeah, we were talking about this off season being like all boom, boom, boom. Everything's going. To, it happened. <laughs> it really did. It really did. Um, and now Trading the camps team, like next week. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the players are flocking toward Milwaukee. A lot of them already there. Um, I'm excited. I just I want to watch all the Drew working out with Chris and Giannis clips. Like it's all I want to consume from now until the closest the start thing of the we've season. gotten so far is Jordan Warren is uh, introductory presser saying that Chris and Giannis texted him congrats and said it's winning time, it's championships yep. here. Yep. That's like oh, that's I'll just the, hook that to my veins. Yeah, exactly. That's one of those where I, I didn't tweet this the the you know the the tweet. I'm sure a lot of people did, but it's like, does that really sound like a superstar on his way out the door? 
Like he's staying up and texting the 45th overall pick in Greece time. It's probably like 7 a.m. or something over there when the pick actually happens. But Giannis is texting the 45th overall pick in the draft. Let's go. It's time to win a championship. Like it doesn't sound like he's got a foot out the door to me. Nah, it just sounds like there's a hype video incoming. Oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait. What's signed? Uh, oh, it's now that this offseason is sort of re- uh, like it's done. Essentially, except well, we still get probably the best piece of news overall. Well, yeah, no, in, in terms of like actual roster construction, yes. What sign do I hold outside of Fizu? <laughs> we gotta like something that encapsulates like you got there, but the process was terrible. Should I be oh, like- you know what? Oh, you can quote who was that? Was that Lazary who said, um. Like, they're focused on the process. We're more worried about the results. That's exactly how it played out. Oh, my goodness. That's perfect. That's their actual motto. We don't care about the process. It's just the results. That's amazing. That, the 2020 bucks, that is the mantra. Process be damned. We care about the results. Is that actually his quote? No, it's not, but essentially. It's very close. It was I like, guys in Philly quote. like to talk about the process. We like to focus on results, I think is the quote. I think it is. Um. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. I'm that's upset it. I didn't think that's about the that. Sign. Um, yeah. That is uh, that is how the Bucks are living life at this point. I can't, I can't find the quote right now, but he definitely said something like that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> what press conference was that even at? I don't know. Uh, was it Brogdon Rookie of the Year? Or was no. it Monroe siding? It couldn't have been Monroe. Really. Well, I, I, the reason I say Brogdon is because it was – that's oh, – oh, wait, I just saw it. Um, because that was basically like a time he would be talking about Philly, but I don't remember the circumstances. Okay, this is it. Oh, this was the introductory horse press conference. Oh, no. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Welcome After to Milwaukee. That, you're talking John. about a process. <laughs> <laughs> he knew. Um, so here's the oh. quote. Guys in Philly, you actually pretty much nailed it. Guys in Philly want to talk about the process. I'd rather talk about the results. We just we know what we change it to. This is the this is the new Bucks motto. Guys on Twitter want to talk about the process. I'd rather talk about the and results. And then it's like That's, what horse with the sunglasses on. Yeah, <laughs> Trader John Part Two. <laughs> Oh, oh my man. goodness! I I need to get that made. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's a winning after song the for next sure. big news. Put that, do that. that it's might gonna have... be like like the the we'll get an early morning Woj bomb. Like Giannis is expected to sign the supermax. We're not saying it. And then like the fax gets lost or something, <laughs> and we get like an like a like a snap like an Instagram story from Giannis like waiting for it to arrive. This is on like December twenty first. <laughs> Oh, could you imagine? We, oh, we kind of forgot to get to it. We have 10 minutes. Some intern is like running across the Bucks practice for the like, Giannis, sign it now. Oh, uh, that's like, uh, that actually nearly happened to me today. Like I did an assignment early, but I forgot to turn it in. Uh, <laughs> and then it, like one minute before the deadline, I realized this. And did you get it? I did. It's a good omen. That's what the Bucks are going to do. Yep. <laughs> don't don't focus on the process. Focus on the results. Don't fo- don't talk about the process. We'd rather talk about the results. Yes. Hopefully, uh, within the next week or so, we get the results in what we're talking yes. about here. Uh, so we can hopefully talk about that on the next edition of the Eurostep. But I think it's time for next us to Wednesday. Wrap. Next it Wednesday, is. yes, because we are going to be po- 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Posting pods every Wednesday. Now it is going on for this season. It's going to yeah. be, it's going to be a constant. It's going to be a constant. We're going to be on a schedule here. We're going to, we, we know that you guys want like actual, like a, a scheduled release day of pods. I know we've been a little inconsistent here and there about days, <laughs> but now we're going to be fully on a schedule. You can expect a new episode of the Eurostep every Wednesday morning for the season. Uh, if there are any inconsistencies, we'll let you guys know ahead of time. Um, yes. Yeah. Anything we else own hump day is the big takeaway. Hump yeah. day is our day. The other podcast can fight over Monday, Tuesday, etc. Wednesday, Eurostep Day. Hump Day. Mark it down in the books. Hump Day. Our day. We should get like a camel as a mascot. Ooh. Like we got to figure out how to rework like the Bucks logo, but with a camel. Someone work on that and yeah, send it to us. Yeah, graphic designers, please. Tweet us. Eurostep interns, get on it. Yes. <laughs> we have interns? Uh, if someone sends us a camel bucks design, we will make you an official the in- Eurostep yeah. intern. That's that's the application process. Cool, get on that, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully, you have it uh, for us by the next episode of the Eurostep. But we are g- gonna wrap it up here. I guess we've gone a little off the rails a little bit, but it is the Eurostep <laughs> here. Uh, so I guess I can say thank you for listening to this episode. If you did enjoy this episode, we've been getting a lot of support lately. Make sure you're hitting the subscribe button on your podcast platform of choice so you get that fresh new Eurostep every single Wednesday morning. Uh, don't even have to worry about it. It's just in your subscription box. Uh, leave a rating if you're on iTunes. Just you know, spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your family about the show. Um, and make sure you're checking out all the great content across the entire Blue Wire Podcast Network. Everyone's doing great work out there, so make sure you're checking everyone out. Uh, stay safe out there. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, and we will talk to you next time. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.